Here we go. Once again on our own. Yahoo! It's me. <laughs> Mario. And I'm Haley. <laughs> Welcome to His Dark History. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's so funny and history and... Depending on who you ask. <laughs> Sometimes we just never get to the point. We're not going to get to the point in this episode. Just oh, man. You can go ahead and skip like 30 minutes in. <laughs> not 30. Uh, probably 30. You don't even know, though. I do. I mean, you do, but they don't. No. So, we got our reviews in for the month, and we had three whole reviews. That's a lot for us in a month. In a whole month. Or I guess we have four, technically, because someone did one on Stitcher. Oh, my gosh. That's like an average of one review a week. That's crazy. That's... I refuse. So, we're going to read three of them to you. I guess we could read the the one that's not so nice. Man, that's a bummer. <laughs> we don't want to... No one wants to hear but that. if we read it first, then we have three nice ones, it's cool. No. Oh, well, I want to read it because I want to say something about it. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to read the first one. I'm not going to say who did it because I don't want to, anyone to do anything to them or uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, it's labeled Get to the Point, <laughs> which we will not this episode. Sorry. <laughs> and um, they said, deleted and unsubscribed less than 10 minutes of trying to listen to various episodes. I can't connect to any of the rambling and lack of story. I mean, that's... Kind of, yeah, it's fair. Yeah, and I want to say he, they gave us one star, and that's fair. Mm-hmm. We're Be- not, we're not get to the point people. No, this is uh, get home, take off all your business clothes, get into your PJs, get like make yourself a little drink, mm-hmm. get your drink on, make some popcorn, sit down with some friends, and talk about history time. Yeah, you're gonna ramble. This is like you're in your car. For like an hour and a half on your stupidly long commute and you want to just listen to one episode and bam. Bam. There it is. That's what it's for. So you know what? That's fine. As long as people aren't saying there's no history in it. <laughs> They're not lying. Uh, I'm cool with it. Yeah. That's totally fair. Next though, we have nice ones. Uh, casual fun history, this one's called. What a great description of our show. <laughs> um, by Asina Lupe. It says, this podcast is... A definite fave for me. It's so simple, easy to keep up with, and hilarious. I like the casual setting between the hosts, how it makes me feel like I'm there listening to two friends tell funky stories about historical figures and events like, or that actually, like maybe, I mean, it's history, happened. Yeah, girl, like, who even knows? You get it. Uh, I'm a sucker for interesting historical tidbits, and this podcast hits the spot. Mm, just like those little hors d'oeuvres of history. Right. Right in the spot. Just like little nuggets. Mm, little history nugs. Tasty. Mm. <laughs> so thank you for that. A moose-bouche of history. And then, <laughs> I think my favorite one, just because of its brevity. Um, <laughs> this one is Funny History from Nicholas Nieru, Nairu, that says, It's great! <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Thanks. Yeah, you don't have to write a long thing or poem about how much you like us. We appreciate anyone who takes the time. That's so nice. Even if it's, like, you know, honest and not good, it's still yeah. like, man, you took time. That's As, cool. Right. The only time I have a problem with negative reviews is if they're not being honest. If it's an outright lie. Right. But if you just, like, listen to it and you're like, this is annoying and I don't like it, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, so we got, now we have three emails to read. It's Buckle so up. many. Buckle up. I'll be quick, I promise. Uh, we got one from Lorena. 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 Or Lorena. I think there's two E's, so I think it's mm-hmm. Lorena. More Lorena. Sure. Lorena. 
But she left us a review on Stitcher and then screenshotted it and emailed it to us with her email. Mm, girl, someone wants an episode out Look of this. Look at you. <laughs> and she going to get it. Um, but she wrote on Stitcher, my favorite podcast, which... Girl. That's so nice. That's so nice. There's so many podcasts. Uh, this isn't my favorite podcast. <laughs> I know. It's not even our favorite podcast. It's probably you are. not even on my like top ten of favorite you, podcasts. You are so nice. Like I would never recommend this to someone unless they were like, I want a history podcast. <laughs> Do you want like a funny one? And though? I'd be like, Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise I I could give you four more names of other things that are probably more up your alley. Um, anyway, it says, I love listening to these ladies talk about history. My husband, a biology nerd, and I, a history nerd, both enjoy it thoroughly. I had given up on other history podcasts because they felt dull and impersonal, but thankfully I discovered Haley and Alexis. They make topics interesting, but more importantly, entertaining. Oh, Give them girl. a listen today. I love this. She even has a call to action. I know. It's so uh, nice. And I want to do, like, more biology stuff for your husband. You should, yeah. So he can appreciate. That'd be fun. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do. Well, don't tell me. Okay, but you're gonna do science something. Yeah, that's a, that's what you're. You're good at the science things. I like science stuff. You like science stuff, and it's not that I don't like science stuff. And I'm just more interested in other stuff generally, like assassins. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like murders. Uh, no big deal. <laughs> um. So then she said it's an email that said, "Hey." Haley and Alexis, or Alexis and Haley, it's, if you prefer. It's Haley and Alexis. I, I told her uh, in our sign-off, uh, I put Haley and Alexis, Haley's preference. Alexis <laughs> doesn't care about the order. <laughs> um, but she said, here's my review on Stitcher. I just got through your archives. Second oh. time we've heard archives recently. Ooh. Fancy feeling. Ooh. Uh, and only have one more episode before I have to wait a week for new episodes. And then sad. That face. is a bad point. It's a pretty big bummer, especially when you find a podcast that has a lot of episodes, mm-hmm. you know, because like now we're one of those that you go into and you're like, wow, there's like almost 100 episodes. Right. How? That's a lot. That's a right? lot. That's, wow. And we're, we, have right. kind of, we have kind of a special one planned for 100. Mm-hmm. I want to say when I first started listening to My Favorite Murder that they were at like 40, maybe yeah. like 30 or 40. Mm-hmm. And I was still like, oh, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, that'll take me a while, and it did not <laughs> take me a while. Uh, she says, I am an avid reader of old newspapers, which is awesome. That's so cute. I love it. An obsessive researcher of genealogy. Also cool. Mm-hmm. Into it. My husband and I love listening to your podcast in the car and at work. My favorites have been Governor Morris, and I'm like, yeah, me too. Man. <laughs> He's the best. People are all about those amorous balconies. But they're so good, man. Mm-hmm. When you lose a leg over a lady, <laughs> it's a good time. It is good. I'm, I'm all about that. Uh, Jimmy Hurst. So I really, she just likes funky dudes that yeah. I've talked about. <laughs> and William McGonagall that you talked about. Real funky dudes. Real funky dudes. Um, I bet her husband's a real funky dude. Yeah, but like a cool one. Yeah. Like Governor Morris. Yeah. like William like, McGonagall's not a cool funky dude. No, he's a loser dude. Right. And Jimmy Hurst is just like, what's happening? He's kind of a wild dude. He's a wild card. I think he was probably a wizard. Definitely. He's crazy. He was like, uh, what was Dumbledore's brother? <laughs> yeah. Agnes? <laughs> no. <laughs> Aberforth? Al- Aberforth. Yeah. Yes. He's like an Aberforth. <laughs> Agnes is a woman's name. 
Anyway, she says, each episode I go on a fun little research adventure into internet land and feel like I'm learning along with you, which I want to say that when we first read that, we were both like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Because we're happy that you do that, but like... I'm like, I just hope people realize that, like, we only read some stuff and this is what we figured out. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know everything. We don't have JSTOR access. No. Or, like, college. I'm going to college soon, so Mm. then maybe I can have access to the library. I was thinking about that. Yeah. If one of you uh, listeners wants to give us, like, you know how people, like, share Netflix accounts? Uh, (laughs) You want to share us your JSTOR? (laughs) (laughs) We'd love it. We're laughing, but I'm serious. (laughs) I'm serious. Uh, You shouldn't do that. (laughs) I'm not. I'm serious. (laughs) Anyway, she said, after your last episode about Queen Min, I have lots of questions for my friend in Korea who is from the Min family. And I'm like, tell me everything. Oh, please. Please have a follow-up. I'm so interested. You can't even handle it. I know. How much I want to know. Everything about the Min. Everything. Listening to your podcast feels like having friends who actually like history as much as I do. (laughs) You do, and that's us. And you need to get yourself better friends. Better history friends. Mm -hmm. You got to find them. Like, we found each other in college. Walk down the hallway, open a door (laughs) that you don't belong in. (laughs) Just go into random rooms and start talking about history. That's how you make friends. Ask if they like Pokemon. That's what you do. That's what you do. Um, I always end up in stitches and full of great factoids I have to share. Yay! My idea for an episode is something I won't talk about because we're going to do it. So you'll, you'll find out. You'll see. You'll see. Um, I'm excited about it, though. It sounds very fun. I've, neither of us have ever, ever heard of them, mm-hmm. which is always exciting. Yeah. Every time it's a brand new thing, it makes me really happy because it's like I want to tell the stories that I like and that I find fun and interesting. But when I'm like, who is this? Yeah. We're just people. We don't know everything. No. We know surprisingly little for probably what you think we know. (laughs) Um, Anyway, and then she also added a picture. She said, here's a picture of our historical pun named but dearly departed giant Madagascan velvet gecko, Jack the Gripper. (laughs) He's so cute. He looks amazing. Also, like, the background for him because he's, like, on a rock or something. Uh It looks like he's, like, from thousands of years ago and they dug up, like, a fossil where he's, like, encased in stone. He's a very very cool. He's a very special boy. Uh, Keep up the wicked. That means very here in the Northeast. Awesome work. I look forward to your future episodes. Nice. It's wicked awesome. Wicked awesome. She's probably immediately annoyed that I did that. (laughs) (laughs) She's like never emailing again. All the Min family secrets are going to be kept to myself. Well, I guess I have to unsubscribe. (laughs) Yep. Goodbye. She's like, um, it was It was fine until they started (laughs) doing voices. Until they started making fun of my people. Yeah. My people. Sorry. Ariana sent us two emails. <laughs> I, <just saw> <laughs> I remember. Uh-huh. Did we talk about Ariana's, oh, actually? Oh, my God. Yeah, we talked about her first one because of her dog. She sent us another email. Mm-hmm. Follow up. Follow up. Follow up. Oh, um, baby. She said, she, she said thank you because she appreciated our shout out. She was the one who pointed out the Chester Arthur situation to mm-hmm. us. Uh, she said she was fangirling that day like a 16-year-old. Ah, Cute. girl, we love you. Um. And she heard a story this weekend she wanted to share with us, but I won't say it just in case we do something with it. Okay. So it'll just be there for us to check out. Thank you for the tip. Secret, secret. Secret history tip. Putting a little tip in our tip hotline. A little tippity tap. Mm. Um, and she sent us another picture of one of her other dogs because her boyfriend said she was being favoritist. <laughs> They're both doing the same pose. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the only thing they do. I understand why you sent the first one, though. That was a very eye-catching <laughs> so tongue-out dog. It's so good. But your other dog is also precious. Um, like, are either of you into fashion? Because these dogs know their angles. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be model dogs. Also, this is uh, Nimera is the new dog. or I think that's how you say it, probably. But yeah, her her boyfriend said she was playing favorite, <laughs> and um, that she was fake because she didn't tell us that she doesn't really watch John Oliver normally. But she thought the story was better that she was like watching it and it came up. So that's how I she mean, put it to us. He has little clips on YouTube, so you can like watch John Oliver without actually watching. John and like Oliver. you know what, I love him and I never watch him, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> that ain't being fake. You're cool. Your boyfriend is a little judgy, but I love him because then he made us send you another or send us another dog. He's like, "Hey, love all your dogs." Hey, hey, what about this dog? You need to love everyone. And then we got an email from Polly. Polly, all the way in the bottom of the world, the whole, the or way. the top, depending on which way you orient it. Yeah, why does North have to be top? Hmm. Like, is there an actual <laughs> physics reason why that's top? I don't think so. I don't think so. I I've think, seen maps that are the other way. I think it's just like the North's hegemony. Mm-hmm. It looks really weird. It but is I think weird. it's because most maps are, were made initially by Europeans. So, I think it actually looks better when it's the South is on top. Yeah. It's like more optimistic because everything's kind of pointed up. So uh-huh. it's more like cup half full. It's like raising up to the sky. Yeah. Nice. Like the oceans are like filling up stuff instead of like falling out. Mm. It's very strange, but I do enjoy <laughs> it more when it's South on top. Interesting. Mm. It's a fun time. Anyway, mm-hmm. she says, hello from way down under. The island state of the island continent, Tasmania. Tasmania. Uh, and then she wanted us to know she just finished the Sealand episode, so that's where she's at currently. <laughs> nice. Um, oh, so she's probably Sealand. feeling that island time. Oh, yeah. The island off of an island. That is very generous to call Sealand an <laughs> island. Hey. It's mean. <laughs> Don't say hey to me. <laughs> Uh, she said, hi, ladies. I simply love your podcast and swing between listening to new eps and working my way through your archives. Again, that word. Woo. Um, people are just going to start putting it in so that we like their things. But <laughs> newsflash, we like all of them no matter what. Yeah, we like all the words. We live rurally and I listen or I like to listen while I ferry my seven children about girl. That's a lot. That's a lot. So good for you. You're a stronger human than I am. <laughs> they have finally adjusted to me laughing out loud while wearing headphones. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite when people say that or that like they like listen at work and start laughing and people are like, what are you doing? And they're like, everyone probably thinks I'm weird and I always tell them weird facts anyway. <laughs> Did you know about Sealand? Or like laughing on airplanes. That's the worst one when like a podcast is really funny. I'm listening to an airplane and I start laughing because then I'm just like nobody wants to hear you laugh. No one wants to hear anything on an airplane. No one's having fun. You're not allowed to either. Um, But you said any episode with a Pope will get a thumbs up from me. (laughs) We were both like, yeah. Same. Same. Uh, And I love the Hastine episode. And I'm like, Mm. good times. That's kind of like in my mind still, it's like the peak episode. (laughs) We have yet to transcend it. It's pretty amazing, yeah. I'm like, and once again, not because of me. Like, just the story is magical. It's just so good. I was like, what do you mean they conquered Rome? And it's like, no. (laughs) How did they get there? (laughs) They did not. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, I tell people that story all the time. It's so good. Girl, why wouldn't you? I mean, (laughs) it's all I think about. It's all I think about. 
Uh, I'd love to hear an episode on something that I'm not going to say because we're going to do it, girl. Mm-hmm. Just just you wait. Keep up with the new ones. But keep going through those archives. We appreciate it. You're mm, lovely. Ar- archives. Archives. Uh, and there's some other good stuff in there, even if our peak was last time. <laughs> we <laughs> peaked. Awesome. We peaked. And then she sent us a picture of her two of her adorable children because she couldn't get her cat to pose. <laughs> Which is the most cat thing I've ever heard. It's a very cat thing. Your children are beautiful, though. They're super cute in a little, little. Uh, I almost said tub. They're not in a tub. It's like a little <laughs> inflatable, inflatable pool. Pool, yeah. yeah. Chilling. And they're adorable. And Haley doesn't love kids, but I do, so I'll take kid pics. Right. I, I will acknowledge they are very beautiful because they are on the other side of the world. <laughs> they're very far away. And no one is, like, saying, do you want to hold this one? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, right, most of your kid problems are, like, physical interactions with them. I'm like, no, I don't want to hold it. I'd rather not. I'll drop it, and then I'll break it. <laughs> and you'll be mad. You'll be mad at and me. And it's my fault somehow. And then somehow it's, like, my fault that I broke <laughs> your thing. And, like, what if it starts talking to me? What do I say? What do I do? It can't talk very good. So this episode I'm doing, that was a long intro, sorry. <laughs> but we just had so much love. How long, how long did it take? We wanted was to say it 30 minutes? 500 bars. I don't know. It doesn't do it in time. I don't know what it means. This is a bad program. <laughs> no, it's not. It works. It doesn't use human time. <laughs> I think maybe you could do it. I just don't know how. It uses bars. It doesn't matter. I know approximately how long it normally it is. It thinks it's Beethoven. It uses, like, <laughs> musical bars. It's GarageBand. It's for music. I guess, but, like, what's the time signature? 120 and 4-4. Four, four. 120 beats per minute. Okay. It's just, I was reading it left to right. So it's like half. I don't what I don't know. Uh, I mean half what you, you can do the beats. So it's like that many beats and, per minute, and then four beats and then <clears throat> a measure. Yep, and five hundred and fifty-six. So bars. We can do the math. We could. We won't. You can we do won't. it. You can do. You'll know how much time. Also, you can just look at the time. You can look at the time. <laughs> we can't look at the time. Anyway, so this episode is connected to a previous episode of mine Ooh. in in like in a decently direct way uh-huh so i'll just say that i mean eventually we'll they're all going to connect <laughs> this one's more connected than mm-hmm. other ones so i'm going to talk about john freeman do you know john freeman is he the guy who worked at black mesa no who you know who i'm talking about yeah. right yeah like, yeah, Gordon. Gordon. Gordon Freeman. Gordon, also known as John. John is his brother. <gasps> this is his brother. And then John was a zombie. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I have a quote to read to you. Everyone knew John Freeman, and they knew him for all the right reasons. Because he's a zombie. He was one of Melbourne's model citizens, a respectable church warden. I don't know what that is. Who had married an impoverished widow with two young children. Uh-oh. He was the sort of neighbor who was totally dependable. Who did he murder? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, Hold on. He spoke French and German and Italian, and he had, like, decent knowledge of Spanish and Greek and Latin that he could, like, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I should say, this is in, like, the um, mid-1800s, so, like, that's pretty impressive. In Australia? Yeah. Oh. That he knows all these, like, languages and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like he's a fancy boy. Mm-hmm. Not that it's not impressive now, 
but, but it takes a lot more effort. Yeah, a lot more. You resources. can't just go on Duolingo and learn all of it. <laughs> right, you gotta like spend time and effort. Um, he was apparently a painter, and he's pretty good. Uh, and but at the time he was like painting houses in Australia to make money. Uh, but apparently he was also like you know a painted paintings and stuff. Sure. Uh, he was working as a part-time journalist at the Argus, which was a paper in Australia. A real one. It was a paper. Not fake. And he learned all of these things at the Bethlehem State Criminal Lunatic Asylum. You know, <laughs> I'm impressed, though. First of all, that they have all of these programs mm. and that they're not just locking him in a deep, dark hole and letting him fester. Yeah. He... He really made something of himself. He learned in a lot there. of things. Look at him go. Yeah, I'm so proud of him. Good for you. What a what a <laughs> really bettering himself. Well, the question is, why <laughs> did he go to the lunatic asylum? I mean, at the time, I don't know. He was like a communist or something. I don't know. Um, so no He's, one knew that his real name was uh, Edward Oxford, which is the most British name. There's so many people in this story who have insanely British names. Because it's all British, but like impressively British names. So oh, I'm just so like, like he used to be British, and then they sent him there. Yeah, did he get sent there? I wonder. He's not actually Australian. He's one uh, of the convicts. He had been shipped to Australia on account of his criminal past. Oh, he's one of the originals. Oh no. Uh oh. We haven't talked about one of them. We make jokes. I don't about know if he's in a reference. Oh, you mean? Yeah, I guess so. I was gonna say I don't know if he's like one of the first ones to go. No, but, but like someone who actually was shipped to Australia as a convict. Yeah. We, we have a few of those in this episode. Um, so I'm going to set the scene for you, what it's like currently. We're starting in uh, 1840. Okay. Is when the crimes begin. The, the crime wave. Um, and one of the articles I read had this quote, morning gowns, repression, colonialism. Is it a poet? Jack the Ripper. It just oh. wants you to know what's happening in England right now. I think it's a poem. It's a lot of things. It's like poetry. <laughs> it is, basically. So I'm going to tell you about young Edward when he was a, a wee boy. Just a little Ed. A wee lad. He uh, lived through, apparently, the hardships worthy of a Dickens novel. I mean, when you're a young, not-rich person in the 1840s in England, in England you're like one of the rat boys mm-hmm. moving the big wheels underground. Yeah, yeah. It's not good for you. Right. Like, there was—I was—there's this history page I follow <laughs> on Facebook that was like— these children were forced into slavery in like the 1840s and i was like yep yeah but they like they do articles like that all the time where it's supposed to sound like surprising and i was just like, <laughs> like uh-huh we know this that's why we have child laws very now. aware um it's it's like one of those things where people are like it used to be way cooler and i'm like when the children were slaves like yeah. when when do you mean like, you know. Give me a time. And I'll t- and like, and I'm sure every historian feels this way. Give me a time and I'll tell you why it's not good. Mm-hmm. Why it's oh, why it's worse for some reason. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Just let me know when you think was the peak era of time. <laughs> give, give me the time. Give me a date. I'll, and I'll, tell, I'll tell you. I'll let you know. You know what? Like for most of history, it's very easy. It's like no antibiotics. Right. Slavery. Slavery. Like, like you know, throughout the entire world. Yeah. Very okay. <laughs> Very, like, super good, actually. Hmm. Uh, anyway, so Oxford's father dies when he's seven. And so he's got to go to work. He, because I think he's the oldest son. <laughs> oh, he's got to go to work. Yep. <laughs> Yikes. And so uh, he was just like, 
doing work for his mom, labor, it sucks. But he's got, I think he has younger siblings too. So it's like, you gotta. You gotta. And it's terrible. Um, but eventually, you know, he grows up and then he gets to be, I think, 18. And then he's unemployed and just kind of like bumming around. Yeah. And um, apparently he gets an unhealthy interest in guns. Hooray! Mm. I mean, you can really only have a healthy interest in guns if you're upper crust. Mm-hmm. If you're like a gutter snipe, you can't have a healthy interest well, in guns. And there's a difference between like, I want to learn how to shoot a gun and like obsessively talking about guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're like, uh-oh, this is a lot. That's, that's a lot. Maybe settle down. But why are you interested in the guns? Also, his mother apparently said that he was prone to odd behavior and random maniacal outbursts of alternate rage and laughter. Uh-oh. That's not scary at all. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, so, what's he going to do with his guns? Anything he wants. He's going to shoot Queen Victoria oh, with he, his guns. He's aiming for the top. This is an episode about assassination of <laughs> Queen Victoria. I am That so, obviously does not work. I'm so excited. So, <laughs> he decides he's going to shoot her. Okay. In uh, the spring of 1840. Does he ever say why? Uh, most of, yeah. Okay. He, he basically, he'll tell you why. All right. Yeah. There are reasons. Some of them are worse than others. <laughs> I mean, but there are reasons. I love how some of them are worse. But that implies some of them are like, oh, yeah, some of them are oh, like reasonable. Reasonable. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. More like some of them are understandable. <laughs> and then other ones are like, what? Yeah. So um, she's on an evening carriage ride in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, we've both played Assassin's Creed Syndicate, so you know where it is. I you know. know what's happening. I know exactly. It's the, right next to the palace. <laughs> I know the feel. I've, I know. I've been in it. I know what they're wearing. Yeah. I'm on top of the carriage. I'm, I hunted down Jack the Ripper. I yeah. did it. Um, but so he uh, notices that Prince Albert, not Alfred, this one's <clears> Albert. <throat> not the piercing. Nope. Don't. Don't think about it. <laughs> this one is Queen Victoria's husband. Mm-hmm. So they just got married four months ago. Oh, newlyweds. Albert and Victoria. She's pregnant. She got pregnant immediately, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a good queen do. Uh-huh. Um, so she's pregnant, and uh, he notices that they take the same path, like, every day when they do this ride. Like, mm-hmm. whenever they do it, they always go the same way. Yeah. And so he's like, cool. So when I come back, I know where to be. Scoping it out. Pretty much. And he was like, wow, it'd be really easy to shoot her. Mm-hmm. This is before he even, like, super wants to shoot her. He's, he's just, just like, like, wow, that'd be easy. <laughs> just walking by like, wow, it'd be really easy to kill you. Hmm. And, you know, like, huh. even outside of a, uh, you know, murderer mind situation, like, I've felt that about things. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, going back to Assassin's Creed. Yeah. That it... That's the game. Yep. You know, if you turn on Eagle Vision or whatever, it gives you the path they take. Yeah. So you can plan out where to kill them. And just, like, sometimes I'll just think about, like, wow, it'd be really easy to steal something from here. Mm -hmm. Or, like, wow, it'd be really easy to break into that building. And I don't do it. Yeah. But I just realize that. So that inherently isn't a super dangerous thought. But when you're a young unemployed boy obsessed with guns 
That's a bad thought. With some kind of, like, bipolar, manic personality Something thing. bad is happening. Uh, and it's the 1840s, and you're, like, lower class, and everything is working against you. It's yeah. not good. So it says, what became an idle fantasy rapidly became an obsession, one that preyed on his mind. Oh, no. He was particularly excited to learn that the queen was four months pregnant with her first child. Oh, that's a little gross. If he succeeded in killing her, then he would also kill the heir. It's a two for one. Uh Uh-huh. That's like uh, Chuck E. Cheese points. Which, like, keep her inside. Mm Mm-hmm. If she Like, while she's pregnant, just leave her in for nine months. Pregnant come out. Pregnant ladies need fresh air. They have a whole, like, set of gardens at their house. I mean, that's true. With guards everywhere. She can still go outside. <laughs> go just don't outside. go in the public park. I'm just saying. Some months before that, he was a waiter. And that, and then he lost his job for some reason. Who knows? Probably yeah, because imagine. of his fits of rage and Probably laughter. Because he took a plate of spaghetti and just slammed it into someone's <laughs> face. <laughs> and he said, deal with it! Uh, it would be so easy to kill you right now. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Oh. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> um, so since then, he spends all of his time at a shooting gallery in the Strand and Leicester Square. Uh, what? Everyone knows where that is. What? Just, just fun. Practice. You know, the shooting gallery in the Strand. Yeah. Just going to go spend all my time. Casual. I'm telling you, I've been to the Strand because we played Assassin's Creed Syndicate. It's not great. <laughs> I was going to be like, because you went to London? It's like, no, no. I've played the game. <laughs> it's sketchy. No, I didn't go there. I didn't go anywhere when I was in London. We were just in a hotel, and then we took a flight. Yeah. That was it. We were only there for like eight hours, so. It doesn't count. Nope. I think that's about as much time as I spent in London. We had a really—Heathrow has really long— uh, Escalators. Escalators? They're insane. I wasn't going to say escalators. Oh, they I do, was, though. I was going to say, uh, like, layovers. They're— Oh. <laughs> Their escalators go up, like, multiple <laughs> floors, though. It's crazy. Anyway. Anyway. I was so excited. <laughs> That's completely wrong. Um, so he finds his old friend, and he's like, hey, you sell powder, right? Like, gunpowder. Um, and he's like, where can I buy, like, ammunition and stuff? Like, 40 pounds of it. And the guy's like, yeah, I sell that. This is where you, and this is where you get the other stuff. Because he thinks he's just doing it for fun. Yeah, he's the hobbyist. Casual practice time. It gives him something to do. Um, so, Prince Albert and Victoria are... Don't think about the piercing. (laughs) They're in their carriage. Mm -hmm. And they're in Hyde Park. And they're driving around and waving at people. Yeah. Looking at ducks. It's a great time. <laughs> waving. Waving ducks. at the ducks. Waving Flowers. At, at the ducks. The ducks are waving back. Yeah, of it's, course they are. They're just great. waving one foot back. Yeah. Oh, I, I pictured like their little wings. Oh, sure. I think it's cuter. I if think they can if, balance on a foot. I think if a, a duck tried to wave a foot, it'd just fall over. <laughs> it'd be so cute, though. <laughs> um, I love going to the park when the ducks are out there. Adorable. They're like evil little monsters, but I do love them. <laughs> they're cute, though. Especially when they like waddle around. <laughs> they're so they're not made for walking and it's it's so obvious. I, know. I love it. Anyway, um a hundred yards outside the palace gates, Albert's like, Hey, I see uh this is a quote from him. A little mean looking man holding something towards us. <laughs> okay. Way to be alert, Albert. And that's Edward Oxford, who's firing dual pistols at the Queen. Wow, he's not even subtle about it. No. He's just, like, going right for the front. <laughs> oh, just you wait. He oh. is not subtle uh, even a little. <laughs> he's not trying to be subtle. Oh, man. He is only six paces away from them, but he misses. Well, shots. Um, 
And the for, after the first shot, the queen turns to look to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's another shot. But but she thought people were hunting birds in the park. So yeah. she didn't think that was weird. Mm-hmm. She's just like, sure. Or like a nearby park. She doesn't know. Some peasants need to eat. Who knows? Um, I had a quote that called him baby-faced Oxford. Because <laughs> he's 18. Oh. Um, but when he pulls out his second pistol, she sees it and goes, uh-oh. And then she mm. ducks. Yeah. Behind <laughs> Albert. That's his job. Protect the queen. That is. He's, he's the- a prince. She's the queen. Yeah. The crowd freaks out because of gunfire. And uh, they tackle him to the ground. Mm-hmm. And um, the royals just keep going. On their thing as if nothing happened at all. Uh, I have a quote from Albert that he wrote. Albert. He says, We took a short drive through the park, partly to give Victoria a little air, partly also to show the public that we had not, on account of what had happened, lost all confidence in them. Mm. So it's a a political move, too. Yeah. They're like, we're going to just pretend like we don't even care. No big. Um, So, yeah, he's tackled to the ground, and I guess... While he's tackled, he's saying um, that women shouldn't be able to rule England. Gross. Oh, ew. So that that's part of it, maybe? What? Like, the two best or, like, most famous rulers you've had in your entire history have been women. Longest lasting. What? Both of your longest lasting monarchs have been women. What? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you could say, like, best. Sure. I guess. But, like... Women rulers tend to do very good work for you. It's true. Some of your most famous, um, you know, regents are women. So deal with it. I don't think your hardships are because uh, there's a woman on the throne. I think it's just because, like, the industrial age has not been kind to people. And people haven't figured out that people shouldn't be treated like things yet. People at this point are very much commodities. Uh, He also makes no... Effort to struggle or to get away. Oh, just gives up. Um, or to hide that he oh. did anything. He literally says, it was I. It was me that did it. It was me. Like, he wants people to know oh. and he wants the credit. Um, so he's arrested that evening and charged with treason. And while he's in custody, um, he asks if the queen is injured. Because oh. he's not sure because they drove away. Okay. And they tell him, no, not even a little bit. Not, no. She is fine. You're really bad at this. You suck. What are you doing? And they find him weirdly compliant while they interview him, the police. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just spilling his guts, um, which we actually talked about recently with, like, shooters and how that's actually very normal. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't succeed. They that just, they're like, I got to tell you my plan. They just want everyone to know what they're about. Yeah. And so he's, like... Happily confessing to the crime, telling them what's going on. He gives them his house address so they can search his place. Um, And they go there and they find out about Young England, which is apparently an underground military society. What? um, Complete with, there's a list of officers that he has. And um, is any of that real? Is on. this real? Uh, each member is said to be armed with a brace of pistols, sword, rifle, and dagger. And the police unearthed correspondence between Oxford and his fellow members. It doesn't sound like they're real. sending letters. It sounds like uh, someone's bragging about like their online forum buddies. <laughs> and um, they have so many guns, <laughs> and we all like write letters. We're amazing. We're really cool for the cause of young England. Yeah. Um, he also said the King of Hanover and Lord Palmerston were in the membership. Um, and the queen's uncle actually orchestrated the plot against her. Okay. 
It's it's fake though. Yeah. It's all just he wrote this down, <laughs> pretended it was real, and uh, then I uh, was like, cool. I think that's why he was like excited partially too to tell them where his house was so that they would think that it was some giant conspiracy, but they're not morons and so they were like, this is just you. It sounds everything sounds fake. He just had a lot of time to think. And that's what happened. Make himself seem really important. He should have just written a book. (laughs) It would be a fun book. Yeah. I'd be interested. Yeah, this would be a fun book. It's basically like, uh, what, Great Mouse Detective? Totally. Meets Shooter, meets, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. I bet people would have been into it. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially if you put it not in England so that it was like a made-up place with a different queen you were shooting at. And the queen doesn't, yeah. So that you don't get in trouble. But anyway, so they're like, wow, yeah, stupid. And um, initially, they're like, hey, did you have bullets in that gun? And he's like, sure did. (laughs) I was trying to kill her. Uh And then they go to the scene, and they can't find any bullets. Uh, What? And so then they're like, was there bullets in the gun? And then he's like, no, it was just gunpowder. I just wanted to scare her. Uh, What? What, uh, but what that is, sounds like a... What is happening to this <laughs> this man? To me, that sounds like a defense reversal. Mm-hmm. Like, the, he, he, like, told his defense lawyers, like, yeah, I told them I had bullets in it. And then they were like, well, let's wait and see if they find anything. Sure. And then they didn't find anything, so they were like, tell them there weren't bullets in it. Right. Because then it's like, then you're just making a statement or something. Because, like, you know, how much time passed between them searching the grounds for both of the bullets... Yeah, and and all of the guns they find that he has only have gunpowder in them. They don't have bullets in them. So they're like, maybe he never had bullets. And I'm like, was he practicing shooting with no bullets? Maybe he didn't know. Maybe he just doesn't know how guns actually work. I don't know. Because, like, he only asked his friend for powder. Yeah, and he said, like, where can I buy bullets? Oh, okay. So he did ask for... He did, but there's no—we don't know if he went to a different place and got them or not. Weird. So it's confusing. Um, and, like, some of the, like, sources I read made it sound like he had bullets at home, at least. But none of the guns had bullets in them, like, ready to go. They were just, like, in a box, maybe, or, like, hanging out. So is but we it don't a, know if he used them. I mean, I know it is because they shipped him to Australia. Mm-hmm. Is it a crime to shoot gunpowder at the Queen? <laughs> uh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> it still counts. <laughs> um so then witnesses testify at trial, and they all say that he comes from a long line of alcoholics, which is not surprising at all. And a lot of them say that he's mentally unstable. But, like, every, like before this happened. everybody is. Everyone's an alcoholic. They have nothing to do. Um, they have nothing to distract themselves from the terrible hellhole they live in. It's true. That's why, you know. They do drink a lot yeah. at the time. Like, prohibition movements are like such a big thing because like the people who work in these factories come home and they're like my life is the worst right i hate everything and they take it out on their wife and they drink a lot and they drink a lot and they forget it's everything's bad there's no like there's no such thing as like human rights no there's no like charity it's all rough dude everything's bad so um the jury they finish their arguments and the jury acquits him on the grounds of insanity. Oh, wow. That's very generous. And the queen is very mad, mm-hmm. which I was like, yeah, I can't believe that you would acquit him on insanity when he tried to kill Queen Victoria. 
Right. Like if he just tried to kill someone random, maybe, sure. sure, but, but he, that's uh, that's treason. It feels like anyone in the royal family you should be pretty upset about. And then I'm like, especially your current ruler. <laughs> like, hello. Cause, yeah, because it isn't just attempted murder. It's attempted high treason. Yeah. Which is. It's attempted like regicide. Much worse. It's not okay. Much worse. And especially because she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. Double regicide. It's bad. And so, uh, obviously, Victoria's mad about that. Um, so she's able to sentence him to be detained until Her Majesty's pleasure be known. Oh, okay. So basically she can put him in prison forever. And um, Why even have a court system? When you have someone in charge. <laughs> when you have a queen. Um, she couldn't kill him. So that's nice, I guess. Um, and so he's found guilty but insane. And so he spends 24 years in an asylum before being deported to Australia. The asylum's also not cool. I mean, he learns all the languages and painting and stuff. That's why I'm so, like, surprised. It was good for him. You, like, made such a good person of yourself. Right. Whereas, like... When you think of asylums at this time, there it's like where all of the worst horror movie tropes about asylums yeah, come from. Totally. There's they're usually really terrible. Um but yeah, he learned a whole bunch of languages and learned how to paint. He moved to Australia afterward. Well, I mean he was banished, but you know <laughs> he was he moved, he banished. Yeah. They sent him to Australia, they said you can't come back to England and he said, Okay. Um and uh he got married. And apparently his wife and kids never knew he was a criminal even. Oh. Like, they never learned about that at all. They only knew John Freeman, who was, oh. like, a cool church guy who painted houses and was nice. What a good way to turn your life around. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> now we're going to talk about John Francis. John Francis. Because if you thought that only one person tried to kill Queen Victoria, you're wrong. Oh, no. I'm sure she had, like... One every couple weeks. Not that often, but there are a few that I'm going to tell you about. So uh, that the first one was in 1840. This is 1842. Okay. I want you to know the specific day for this one is May 29th, 1842. That okay. will be important in a minute. Okay. So he was a former theater performer. Yikes. Mm. And a cabinet maker. He's a theater Also folk. bad. There's like some guy... In America, who, like, was a cabinet maker, and then he, like, murdered some people, so. <laughs> Being in carpentry lends you to Whew. extreme acts. You got a lot of, like, aggression to take out on that wood, and then you have the tools. All you have is time to think. <laughs> it's true. Um, and he also has a criminal history of theft, so. Oh, okay. No one's surprised. Um, so, Prince Albert. Don't think about it. And Queen Victoria are in their open carriage in the park. You think they'd learn? Why is it open? <laughs> it's Sunday morning service, so people can see them and wave and be happy. It's it's right after Sunday morning service. They just went to church, um, and now they're going around the park waving at ducks. At the ducks and the prince. Once again, Prince Albert is like looking around, checking people out, and I'm like, "You're a smart boy, giving people ocular or pat at downs. least he wants you to think he is." <laughs> but he seemingly is. Um, and he says he spotted Francis, whom he described as a little swarthy, ill-looking rascal. Ooh. His descriptions are amazing. Swarthy. Swarthy. Rascal. Um, the, so the 20-year-old John Francis pulls out a pistol, 
Prince Albert sees him. He says, pull it out. But it fails to fire. Wow. So he puts it in his pocket and he runs away. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. And he escapes the park. Goodbye. Bye. Just testing it. Um, So Albert reports this to royal security and is like, hey, someone tried to shoot at us and then ran away. There was a swarthy man. But then he's like concerned that maybe that's not true because no one else noticed and like reacted. That is weird. And he's like, that's strange. I don't think it actually made noise. Mm -hmm. So that's why he was able to just like scurry off Mm -hmm. because it just didn't fire. Sure. But, um, yeah, no one in the crowd noticed. Nothing. And so then Albert's like, maybe he wasn't there. He was an assassin. Um, And no one else in the royal convoy noticed. And even though they're, like, high up on their horses. And so he's like, maybe nobody was there. But I think someone was there. Now, it's May 30th, 1842. (laughs) It's the next day. And um, they go the same route as the day previous. Maybe switch it up. And Francis is like, great. I'm going to try again. Ah, good. A second chance. (laughs) It's kismet. It's meant to be. So Victoria um, insists that they're going to go on a ride that day because people are like, maybe we don't. And she's like, nah, brah, we're doing it. Nah, we're doing Um, it. And they come up with a plan, actually, that they think it'll help them catch him. Okay. Because they have no idea who he is, what he looks like, where he went. So it's really hard for them to nail down, you know, how to catch him. I know. Arrest him. We'll use Queen Victoria as bait. (laughs) Basically. What? Yeah, basically. (laughs) What? And she agrees. Um, Yeah, that seems like the solution. (laughs) It says, believing that the best way to flush out the would-be assassin was for the royal couple to leave the palace again the following day, Victoria and Albert were nervous as they circled London (laughs) on an evening drive (laughs) in an open barouche. Cool. Cool. Um, The Prime Minister, Sir Robert Peel, is there. And he says they're going to dress some of the Metropolitan Police in plain clothes and hide in the crowd Mm -hmm. so that the second somebody tries to pull out anything, they can get them. Get them. Which, honestly, is not a bad idea. So I'm like, and, and they know that Prince Albert's seen him. So they're like, well... If we if he sees him again, he can point him out. He's the swarthy rascal. Yeah, you'll know him. you'll know him when it'll you be see him. really obvious. You'll know him when you see him. It's fine. Don't think. Don't worry uh, about it. Albert wrote, "You may imagine that our minds were not very easy. We looked behind every tree, and I cast my eyes around in search of the rascal's face. And uh, this time, when John Francis tries to shoot them, he's close enough." To the queen, that Prince Albert says he can hear the trigger click. That's uh, too close. Quite close, especially because you presume people are making noise, ducks are quacking, there is water sounds. (laughs) The ducks are cheering. You know. (laughs) Why would you even let anyone that close to the carriage? What? I don't know. He's just like jumping out real fast. Um, So the police tackle him because he once again missed, like he didn't hit them still. And um, he's sentenced to be hanged and quartered. Oh. Which seems severe. Whoa. Considering our last one, uh, he just got like, he was, they were just like, he's crazy. And then he just got to move to Australia and right. be a new person. And this one's like severely killed. Hanged and quartered. Uh-huh. And it's 1842. Yeah. That seems late to do the second one. Why do they bother quartering you after you've been hanged? I d- just to double check. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? 
Just, uh, what? Sometimes hanging doesn't work perfectly, so then you just got to do this. You got to get the horses involved and just split them into as many parts as you can. But the queen commutes his sentence because she thinks that's too severe. Uh, It's like the first time, too easy. This time, too rough. (laughs) Maybe next time it'll be just right. Maybe next time. So um, he's transported, uh, or he gets to transportation for life is his sentence. Um, to Norfolk Island, which is also in Australia. Okay. Um, and he's eventually rele- or eventually released on a ticket of leave in 1867. So basically they just put them in prison for like 25 years, and then they're like, okay, you can go. Yeah. We're not afraid of you anymore. <laughs> what are you going to do? Swim back? Because then they're like in their 40s or 50s, and they're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do over there? Um. Now we're going to talk about John William Bean. Oh, my gosh. There's so many. What? <laughs> so, so you know, um, John <laughs> Francis was, also like, number two assassin and also number three because he did it two days <laughs> he, in a row. He tried two times. Good for you. So this is July 3rd, 1842. So this is, like, a couple months later. What? It's five weeks later. Um, he sees John Francis's attempts, and he's like, that's a great idea. Wow, I'm going to do that. Even though he tried to do it twice and failed both times. He's like, wow, what a good plan. And so he is 17. Oh, my God. He waits for the Queen's procession to leave Buckingham <sighs> Palace. That's such a dangerous time for young men. Mm-hmm. Right after Sunday service, just like John Francis did. And um, just a little bit about John William Bean. He wanted to be, or his father wanted him to be a metalsmith because that's what he was. But Bean has a severe spinal deformity, so he's only, like, barely four feet tall. Oh. So he's tiny. Oh, no. And um, he pushes his way to the front of the crowd, and he pulls out a pistol and um, tries to fire it. Uh, and we have his reasons specifically. This is why I said some reasons make more sense than others, because there's multiple people. Uh-huh. Um, his reason is he's, like, just supremely unhappy with his life. He's not really able to do physical work because of his spinal deformity. Yeah. Like, his dad wants him to. And he's like, anything would be better than this, including going to prison for life. That mm-hmm. would be better than this, like sure. what I'm doing right now. He's also potentially hoping that he gets killed. Like, that he dies in the firefight situation. uh, There's so many people who want this. I feel like you should be able to just go to Scotland Yard and be like, hey, can I volunteer for prison? (laughs) Yeah, just let me be in prison, please. Look, I don't want to kill anyone. I just don't want to do what I'm doing now. I just hate being here. That's a sign that your society is bad. It's really bad. (laughs) You need to fix something in your city, in your empire, if people are like, you know what? I wish I was in prison. Right. That, and he, would, that would be better. He read that news story about John Francis trying to kill her, and he was like, that's a great idea. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Because he got put into prison for like 25 <laughs> years, and they sent him to Australia. So much better. Nailed it. That first guy like got a family. He learned all these yeah. languages. He's a painter and a journalist. I a need church warden. I need to try to kill Queen Victoria. It's great. <laughs> Pretty much. As long as they don't, like, draw and corner you. Um, and in the papers, it says specifically about Oxford, so the first guy, that he apparently, in his insane asylum, he said he was living a life of luxury. Oh the gosh. quote turned out to be fake, but it does sound like his was pretty cushy I mean, with his painting <laughs> lessons and his language stuff. If you were, like, very low class, I can see how it's a bump up. Yeah. 
Um, and that was fake, but Bean is desperate. So mm-hmm. he's like, I'll, I'll do whatever. He just needs a dream. Um, and so he waits by Buckingham Palace. And not only this time is it Victoria, um, Albert presumably is not there, but it's also her uncle, King Leopold of Belgium, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I have to imagine, worse. <laughs> um, I'm going to say I don't like Leopold. None of them. <laughs> None of them. None of them at all. If they're a Leopold Alexis in Belgium, Alexis doesn't like them. It's bad. Uh, you can Google why it's bad, but um, especially the Belgian one. It's got to be worse. Yeah. I mean, those are the ones I mean specifically. Yeah, other ones are probably fine. It's got to be worse um, for you trying to shoot not just your queen, but also the regent of another country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Because that's not just like treason. That's like extra bad situations. Like other, a different country is going to want, re- like, you know. Yeah. Stuff. So you think for Bean, if he just wants to die or get out of this, that like that's a great thing. I'm waiting for Excited. the moment when I start taking this seriously because his name is <laughs> Bean. It and, won't happen. And it's very hard. So he pulls out a weapon. Mm-hmm. Just a weapon? Like a, pitch, a gun. A pitchfork? Okay. A gun. Um, but uh, it doesn't work. Why do they never work? The thing is... Do queens have, like, magical <laughs> powers? Just Victoria. Just Victoria. <laughs> I mean, her her son got shot, so it's not like it's in their blood. It's, it's just her. It's just her. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, they When they find his gun... It is full of paper, what? a piece of a pipe, and gravel. He also says in a statement to the police after this that it was filled with more tobacco than it was gunpowder. He's like, I just want to go to prison. Yeah, he just put garbage in it. <laughs> re- just please send me to Australia. I don't want to be here anymore. So he pulls the trigger, doesn't fire, because he's made sure it won't. It's full of a pipe. It's literal garbage in there. <laughs> he just stuffed <laughs> stuff he found on the ground. And then and- he, he tries to get away. Um, I'm assuming because he thinks they're going to chase him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And a bystander grabs his wrist, but uh, he gets out of their grasp and he runs. Mm -hmm. But um, that person did see him. And so people know what he looks like. Yeah. Presumably. Um, And from one source, I have a story that says a 16-year-old and his brother apprehend Bean. Bean. They take him to a policeman, and they say, it's this guy, and he just laughs. Oh, no. And, like, that that's ridiculous because of Bean's hunchback, presumably. This little hunchback man? Really? And so then the crowd around is also, like, laughing, and they're pressuring those boys to let him go. Oh, no. And so they do. I don't know who to feel sad for. (laughs) It's a really weird story. This is weird. Um, So then the London police, after that, because I think that guy just didn't know because it was, like, right after the fact. So they're like, this tiny man tried to kill Victoria. And he's like, get out of here, weirdos. <laughs> this guy? Because that sounds like a stupid story. Um, Stop picking on this little man. Especially because someone tried to do it so recently that yeah. it probably sounds ridiculous. And he's like, not another one. There's no way. Like, it's more likely these children are just picking on yeah, someone. like playing a prank on this kid whose, like, back is deformed. And he's like, get out of here. It's rude. We're doing real police work here. <laughs> I have crimes to solve. We got crimes over here. Whatever. I don't know why they're like vaguely East Coast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they always are. I'm walking here. But um, so then it gets around that uh, actually that was the guy probably because yeah. they're looking for um, someone who looks like him. And um, I have a quote that says, that night, London police rounded up the city's hunchbacks. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Oh, no. They go around to people with known hunchbacks to be like, was this the man who tried to shoot you? London, this is not your best moment. (laughs) See, and it's like, obviously that's not, like, awesome, but I also understand. Like, he has a specific physical indicator of what he looks like, and they're just trying to find him. You can't, like, round him up, though. (laughs) You can't round him up. You shouldn't let him go earlier. What is happening? But so um, eventually they find Bean at his family home while they're rounding uh. up hunchbacks. And um, he they take him to jail. Mm-hmm. And he, in an interview, says the queen's life was never in danger because his pistol's loaded, like I said, with more tobacco than gunpowder. And that he pointed it at the ground. He didn't even point it at them. What? He just... He's just, he's such like a soft, scared boy who's just like trying to do something extreme that he can't do. I just, I just want a free ticket to somewhere else, to a new life, and I don't know how to get it. And unfortunately for him, because of all of this, he's not sentenced like the other two are who were probably trying to kill her Mm -hmm. um, to like a prison or like an insane asylum in the same way. Uh, He just goes... He has to do hard labor for 18 months, which is probably the worst thing that could have happened to him. Yeah. Um, Because, like, the reason he was having problems before is because he can't do physical labor. So that's his punishment. It's the worst thing. For 18 months. Mm. So it's not even, like, you know, because he was hoping to go somewhere for years and get a sentence and Mm -hmm. move. No, just in England, doing the thing you can't do. Yeah. Your worst nightmare. Hooray! (laughs) Oh, Bean. That's pretty sad. You precious little Bean. Moving on. William Hamilton. There's more? Wow. Yeah. How many more? A few. Oh, no. (laughs) William Hamilton, June 19th, 1849. So we have a few years of a break. A little break. Seven years. People are like, you know what? I wanted the free trip. I don't want the hard labor. It's No, no, no. That's bad. Um, William Hamilton, who also has an extremely uh, British name, is actually an Irishman. Mm. From the county of Limerick, which does like that's it's it's real, it's true, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, he's had a tough, impoverished life. Um, he was briefly imprisoned because he was part of the Parisian arm of the 1848 European uprisings when he was in France. Mm. So he's like visiting, yeah, and they're having an uprising, and he's like, "That sounds fun. Oh, <laughs> me too." <laughs> Yeah, I'll do it. And so then he went to prison. Um, But he's out just a year later. He's out. And he's back in England, and he's like, we should change some stuff. France has got Mm. ideas about how to deal with regents. France always has ideas about how to deal with regents. It it should be telling to you that, like, in our last episode, we talked about the French Revolution, which happens, starts in 1789, and that this is 1848, and they're having some sort of um, issue. Mm-hmm. That's many, many years later. <laughs> they haven't figured it out yet. No, it takes a while. And so uh, he's like, they have good thoughts and plans. I'm going to go back to London and <laughs> fix stuff. <laughs> fix it all on my own. So he goes to England and uh, he's upset because England hasn't really helped with the Irish famine, but what else is new? Oh, no. I mean, if anything, they're, like, helping it along. They're literally making it happen. Yeah. And so he borrows a pistol from his landlord and is like, I'm going to shoot the queen. 
Yeah. Can I? If hey, you're a landlord, never lend <laughs> anyone a pistol. Uh, yeah, that's the lesson for today's episode. Don't do it. If you have, if you're renting property, your property, don't lend people if you, weapons. If they ask for to borrow your gun in general, do not give it. <laughs> Best case scenario, they're gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. Worst case, Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria. <laughs> So, on the evening of the official commemoration of her birthday, mm. Queen Victoria goes out in Hyde and Regent's Park with her three children, including future king Edward VII. Don't. Don't. There's a reason they don't let all the royals be on a plane together now. Yeah. And it's like in case the plane goes down mm-hmm. and they all die. Yeah. You, you're not allowed. So don't, don't take all of your kids, especially the one that's going to be king. Don't take him. When you've been shot, almost, in those parks, like, four times. I mean, I guess the one who's going to be king is very relative when you have spares. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) But you want to keep the first one, probably. You've already put a lot of effort into schooling him. He's He's been training. He has had the most expenses put into him. Don't waste his training. And if anything, you should put at least, like, the youngest one, keep them at home. So standing in almost the exact position that Edward Oxford was nine years ago when the first attempt happened, 24-year-old unemployed bricklayer William Hamilton fires a pistol at the royal carriage as it descends Constitution Hill and it's on its return to Buckingham Palace. So they're on the way home, and he's like, blocka, blocka. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. Um, The head keeper of Green Park Mm. subdues the shooter, tackles him. Was there, like, actual Um, bullets in this one? Hold on. (laughs) Uh, Hamilton, uh, he says, who had been forced to immigrate from Ireland to London. I don't know why. Uh, I guess just from the famine. Oh, sure. Uh, I don't think they actually made him move. It doesn't sound like a very English thing to want more Irish in England. Yeah, to force them to go to London, especially. I think think they just wanted all of them to die. I think he just means because he was hungry. Yeah. Um, He told the police that he had fired the gun loaded with only powder Mm. for... Purpose of getting into prison as he was tired of being out of work. That Unemployment is rough. It is rough, but it sounded like he was, like, the one that had a real plan. Yeah. Like, a real, like... Reason. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, a reason. Nope. Like, a political rally. I mean, maybe that's just his plea. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just his thing afterwards. Yeah. Um, presumably, they don't find any bullets, though. Yeah. So, who knows? But, uh, <laughs> like, the defense lawyers are just like, man, it's great that they can't find the bullets. <laughs> it's just really it's nice. Really good. It helps a lot. The forensics are just not there yet. <laughs> They're like, just, just, <laughs> all I can see is, like, policemen on their hands and knees in, like, dust, like, mm-hmm. trying to find bullets and just right. can't get it. Can't get they're it. In the, they're in, like, the little ponds, like, looking, mm-hmm. like, for, like, golf balls, but for, like, tiny, <laughs> even harder to find tiny metal balls. Yeah. Can't find them. So he pleads guilty mm. um, and is banished to the prison colony of Gibraltar for seven years. Oh, Gibraltar. And then he's sent to uh, Australia. Oh, okay. Bye. Oh, man. B needs to try again. <laughs> I feel like he he just didn't get quite the right tone the I want to say... Out of the people we've talked about, almost all of them are being sent to Australia. And then, as an adult, Prince Alfred's like, I'll go to Australia, and his mom's okay with it. Right. She's like, sure, whatever. When there's, like, at least four people there who have tried to kill her. (laughs) Like, does she want him to die? 
in her life. Was that her goal? I don't think she does liked she him. Does she hate him? I, I hate him. It's really, did she, and did she not like brief him? He doesn't seem to be aware that someone might want to shoot him at all. And the person who shoots him is unrelated to all of this. It's a different person. However, just the fact that, that on that island, at least at some point, there were like four different people <laughs> who tried to kill Queen Victoria. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't someone try to kill him there? They weren't very good at it. No, but most like, of them. He seem- actually gets shot. He does get shot. That guy succeeded in shooting him. Australians are way better at trying to kill royals than uh, <sighs> people in London are. I don't even know, dude. Which actually, which seems to me like uh, you know, people in Australia are taking care of their people better. And like self fulfilling prophecy. Like yeah. if you put all the you know crooks on an island. <laughs> Maybe they can kill you. <laughs> They're going to breed a better kind of criminal. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate criminal. <laughs> we love you, Australia. I love you. We so don't much. fake your criminals. No, I never want to go there just because it's too hot and there's too many like poisonous things. I should say but... we don't think that anymore because you used to be, but it's fine. It's fine. You're great. Robert Pale. Oh, no. Sorry, Pate. Robert Pate. Doesn't matter. June 27th, 1850. So it's the next year. The next year. And this guy is nuts. Someone wants his his new vacation. So he used to be in the British Army as oh. an officer. Um, and then I have a quote that says, he descended into lunacy. Uh-oh. He was well known by Londoners, including the Queen, oh. for his manic behavior, such as goose-stepping around Hyde Park. Oh, no. And if you don't know, goose-stepping is like... A military walk where you, the one where you pick your legs up real high. Like all the way. Like you kick them up. Like the whole leg goes up. Yeah. It's really like dramatic looking. Uh, mm. A lot of fascist governments do it in unison. It's very like interesting to the eye when it's in unison. When you're by yourself at the park, however, you just look insane. It's still eye catching, but in a bad way. Yeah. In a way that people are like, oh, oh. that's Robert. Oh, it's Robert. Robert um, Pate Pale. So Pate's just like casually walking down the street and he sees outside of a Cambridge house, Queen Victoria and her three kids are visiting her dying uncle at his house. But he's like, cool. (laughs) Cool. I have some things. I have feelings about her. And so she gets out of the carriage and it comes to a stop outside the house. And so she hops out and Pate goes up to her and hits her in the head with an Iron-tipped cane. What? Now, I want to say, in some of the things that I read, they were like, it was a lightweight cane. Does it matter? It's a piece of wood with metal on it. Um, Have you ever been hit by a baseball bat? Andrew Jackson used to kill people with a cane. <laughs> so, <laughs> Have you ever been beat by a piece of wood? It also, doesn't matter. In Assassin's Creed Syndicate, when you use that cane, it's rough. It's, rough. it's one of actually the most brutal weapons in that game is like those like tipped canes at the top with like little bird heads or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just like massacres people. It's because it doesn't have a sharp edge. They don't die immediately. Mm-hmm. You just like beat them just to death. Just whack, 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 whack. <laughs> so yeah, he just goes up and hits her in the face with a cane. And only from one source, somebody said he also had a gun but didn't fire it. He just was like holding it. And let me guess, she, we are not amused. She's not amused. <laughs> She's not happy about it. <laughs> it's not very funny. Um, the, so the crowd around freaks out, obviously, because everywhere she goes is a crowd. They're like, we're allowed to do that? They're like, um, uh, no. Uh, you just hit the queen in the face? Yeah, so they, they get upset and they grab him. 
Um, and she proclaims, I am not hurt, despite the fact that she has a giant bruise on her face and a black eye. And she apparently also has a scar there for a few years. I mean, women are tough. Because of that smack in the face. She's had like three kids. She's like, that was nothing. Um, Pretty much. Uh, I also have a quote from one website that said, her injuries could have been worse had it not been for her bonnet. <laughs> also, she's wearing a uh, armored bonnet. Which is said to have absorbed much of the blow. <laughs> so presumably, that means he hit her pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And like because of assuming her like stiff hat kind of got in the way of him hitting her in the head, that it only bruised her and gave her a scar yeah. instead of, like, opening her head. And, like, a, con- a concussion. Yeah. A or, con- like, con- 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 a hole in her head concussion. bleeding. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, and I, I showed this to Kate because I was reading about it the other day while we were doing D&D, and she was like, does that count as an assassination attempt? It's an assault. And I'm like, I think so when it's the queen. And I think the queen gets to decide anyway. Probably. It doesn't matter. It's not okay for you to... I, I think in America, if you did that to a president, they would get pretty mad. I don't know if they would say it was an assassination attempt, but you'd still get in a pretty good amount of trouble and go to prison for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, um... It's a problem. But then it's also like the first guy got uh, an insanity plea. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows this guy's bonkers. Right. So. So, but two hours later, uh, Victoria goes to um, Convent Gardens or Covet Gardens? Covent Gardens? I can't pronounce it. Um, to prove that she's fine mm-hmm. and that her inju- injuries won't keep her from seeing her subjects. Yeah. So she's like, whatever. Nothing will stop me. It doesn't matter if my head's bleeding. I'm going. I'm Queen Vicky. Nothing on earth can stop me. Uh, I have some quotes that say, certainly not. If I do not go, this is Victoria, Mm -hmm. it will be thought I am seriously hurt and people will be distressed and alarmed. Uh, But you are hurt, (laughs) ma'am, someone says to her, uh, her lady. (laughs) Uh, You are hurt. And she says that then everyone shall see how little I mind it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you such a badass. You don't mind. (laughs) Whatever. Um, so Pate's uh, attack, right, is interesting for two reasons. One, because he's the only person so far who's hurt her at <laughs> who's, all. Like, done any amount of damage. Yeah, who's actually hurt her. Um, and two, uh, all of her other assailants are deemed insane, and he is not. That's so weird. They're like, no, he knew. Yeah, did he? Have you seen him goose step? <laughs> Have you, you all know. This is the only one that I'm like, he's definitely crazy. yeah. Like, he has a reputation. Uh-huh. And he didn't even, like, it doesn't even seem planned. He just saw her and was like, bam, to her head. Right. She just, like, happened to be the biggest target because her hat was so big. <laughs> and he was like, great. That one. I'd love to hit someone today. And it's, it's like, especially sad because, uh, I don't know, because, like, it's hard to say. I don't know the guy. Right. But he is a veteran mm-hmm. of her military. Right. So it's like, maybe you should have taken care of him better. Yeah. Maybe your state should have had a better system in place to take care of the people that you've, like, done this to a little bit and not, like, have them they loose, loose in the park. But they don't think he's crazy. No, nah, this guy's right in the head. Yeah. This, he one's, knows. this one's fine. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> what? Also, like, he was in the military, so if he wanted to kill her, he probably would have done it. Like, if he was actually in his right mind? He probably, like, he probably has a gun because he was in the military. If anyone knows how to actually use a gun, it would have been him. Yeah, you'd hope. 
Hmm. Uh, apparently, at the time of the attack, Victoria uh, comments that braver assassins had at least attempted to shoot her. Braver assassins. Uh-huh. No. And she frowned upon any man that struck a woman. I mean, I frown uh, on all of them. Yeah. She's like, anyone who would hit a woman is garbage. Shooting them is more brave. But at least they tried to shoot me. What? (laughs) She's such... It's very strange. She's ridiculous. It's very strange. Um, So so he's sentenced to seven years in a penal colony in Tasmania. Um, And people have no idea why he tried to do this. Like, other people, it was like, like, you know, a protest or like... Someone just got obsessed with it because they're having mental problems or, like, Mm -hmm. I want a different life or something. This one, everybody's like, I don't know. He was just like, time to hit the queen in the face. (laughs) I have a stick and she has a hat. opportunity presented itself. (laughs) Okay, Arthur O'Connor. Oh, no. February 29th, 1872. So it's been a minute. It's been, like, a hot minute. It's been, like, almost decades. Good for you. So between 1871 and 1874, uh, the U.K. is having problems with their monarchy and if they feel like it's legitimate or not anymore, Mm -hmm. which isn't Mm -hmm. great for Victoria. (laughs) It's not good if you are the monarchy. (laughs) No. And your kids are in line. (laughs) When did um, Alfred or Albert? Albert. Albert do his um, tour. Oh, Alfred. (laughs) I thought you were going to ask me when Albert died. <laughs> no. Um, when did he do his tour? It was, uh, I want to say 1868. Let me double check. Okay, so it's um, before this. So, yeah, he, he was shot in 1868. Okay. So it was before this. before this happened. Albert died before this, too, sometime. They weren't married for, like, super long. So I think he died in, like, the 1850s. Mm-hmm. Um which is probably why in later ones she's not going with her kids or with him also. Two things. Yeah. She's just going with her kids because he's dead. He's gone. Um, which I want to do an aside real quick about, um, you know, fashion. Because when I was playing Syndicate, um, my roommate came in who was really, like, into fashion, one of my mm-hmm. previous roommates. And she was um, complaining that everyone was dressed so darkly and drably. And... I was like, okay. You know, she's like, did something happen in the game like right. that would cause mourning? And I was like, no, like not that I know of. And so she was like, well, that's not normal and blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know. But I was like in defense of the people who make Assassin's Creed who are normally very good about things like that, that I was like, I feel like there has to be a reason. So then I was kind of like, when did people start wearing black, like, regularly? Like, to be your normal clothing? Because people Mm -hmm. wear black all the time now. Yeah. You know? And especially, like, depending on your country. Like, when my mom and I were in France, people almost exclusively were all black, like, out walking. Yeah. All the way. Uh, And my mom was saying, like, it was really obvious who the tourists were because they were wearing (laughs) colors. Um, Yeah. It made me feel good because I brought a lot of black stuff. So I was like, I'm blending in, except for I have my mom. So not really. Mm. But uh, because my mom wears, like, really colorful clothing. But, uh, yeah, like, people wear it very regularly now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, when did that start happening? And when I did my Google search, it was like, because Queen Victoria wore black every single day after Albert died. People start following um, the trend of the And monarch. it became a trend. And so then I was like, okay, so if this is going to be historically accurate, is Albert already dead when the game is happening? Mm-hmm. And I looked it up, and he had been dead for like a couple years. And I was like, check. Check. It's fine. <laughs> so um, they're historians still. Good on you. Yeah. Um, you know, it probably wasn't, like, super fast. 
Mm-hmm. And um, they've done other things that they should feel ashamed of. Um, <laughs> but for that particular game. But for that game, that issue. You did it. It's fine. So people are like, do we need royalty anymore? Because this is like a hundred years almost after the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. And England held on to their monarchy pretty hard because they don't want to do anything France does. <laughs> held on. But um, they're like, now do we need them? We can just do our own thing, right? Mm-hmm. Do we, Everybody else is kind of doing their own thing do now. Do we need you? Hmm? What do you do? So um, in, in that time, they, there's also a royal wedding, um, which, you know, helps a little bit with people being interested in sentiment towards the royalty in general. Um, and the Prince of Wales recovers from the brink of death. Oh. He had some sort of illness, I think. And so then that's dramatic, and people are interested in that. Mm-hmm. But um, that's kind of the feel right now when this guy is like, I'm going to kill Victoria. <laughs> I'll settle it. Definitely I'll succeed, even though everyone else who's ever even thought about it has failed. Can you fire a gun without it <laughs> not working? Unsurprisingly, Arthur O'Connor, uh, you can tell by his name probably that he's he's not uh, English. <laughs> um, he's a 17-year-old. And he's like, you know what? While Queen Victoria is at Hyden Regent Park for Leap Day. Leap Day. I'm going to get her. That's not real. What is Leap Day? I I think it's the day for Leap Year where there's like an extra day. Oh, okay. So it's Leap Day. It's not a special British holiday. I don't think so. For leaping? (laughs) For doing leapfrog? No, I don't think so. Um you know, there's leap minute, too, mm-hmm. and leap second. It's yeah. very weird. I mean, the mathematics of the calendar are... I don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> I mean... No, I didn't think you were going to teach me. I'm just saying, in general, I don't want to know You're going to find works. out because I'm going to talk about it one of these episodes. I it's, mean... It's going to be a thing. I dare you. <laughs> I Well, it's going to happen. <laughs> now it's going to happen. Tomorrow. Um, so, Arthur... Uh, manages to scale the fence at Buckingham Palace and sprint across the courtyard without detection. <laughs> Ooh, sprint. Which, uh, once again, having played Syndicate, not that hard to do. Yeah, you just have to use the shadows. Quite easy, actually. Guards are idiots. <laughs> they aren't paying attention. <laughs> um, and I mean, most of the time, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So they're just standing there. It's quite boring. So the queen uh, gets back, you know, goes through the palace entrance. And um, O'Connor's right there waiting for her. Which of all of the people to try to shoot her, this is the smartest to me, mm-hmm. that he, like, got in a position where no one would suspect him being. Yeah. So he can get nice and close to her, um, not in a public place. Right. Like, I kind of got chills. And she just, like, turns around and there's just a strange man. Right. Like, oh. With a gun. Uh-oh. Exciting. And so he rushes up to the side of the carriage, and he raises his flintlock pistol. He's a foot away from the queen. He's right in her face. Uh. And John Brown, the queen's personal servant, grabs him before he can do anything and knocks him to the ground. Wow. (laughs) Um, And the queen is rushed to safety. Well, that's very exciting. Um, It doesn't super matter because his pistol was broken and unusable. (laughs) O'Connell. Connor. O'Connor. John, but it sounds so exciting. He got he made it so good. <laughs> and then I mean he's a piece of trash cuz he's trying to assassinate yeah. people. Right, that's not good. We don't support that. But uh but if anyone was going to do it, you know, thematically and <laughs> in a cinematic manner. Uh-huh. It was going to be you. He was this this boy. Um, this child. So O'Connor is from London but claims to be passionately Irish. 
Well, yeah. And he's descended from Irish revolutionaries. We know. We could um, tell. By your name. We could tell. Uh, he says he never intended to kill Queen Victoria. What was your plan? Obviously not your gun didn't work. Um, I don't know if he knew it didn't work. But, like, once they tried it afterwards, they're like, yeah, it's broken. Um, but he was planning to frighten her into signing a document that would release Irish political prisoners that were being held in British jails. Okay. So, like, not the worst plan. Mm-hmm. Like, not an effective plan, obviously. And it's just going to make people more mad at Irish people. So you really didn't do yeah. anyone any favors. Me, like, those dirty Irish threatening the queen. Oh, I remember why I hate them. This is why. That's uh, fair. Okay. You know, just like what's his face in Australia. But, um, I mean, at least you had an idea. Yeah. A plan. A plan. This is like the most planned of all of them. Panama. And it's like he had also a goal, Mm -hmm. which is rare in these. Besides the goal is (laughs) I want to go to prison. I just really want to go to prison. Um, So Brown, who tackled him, receives a medal for heroism, which, like, he deserves it. What about higher pay? No, you get a medal. No, no, you get a cool medal. You get a medal. We pay you? Well, that's stopping right now. I mean, and the medal's going to be worthless. Like, it's going to be actual garbage metal, like, that no one would ever want. So even if you melt it down, it's not worth anything. Nickel-plated clay. Yeah. Or something. (laughs) Clay. (laughs) It just, like, melts. Anyway, um, it starts rubbing off, and it's just, like, brown underneath, and you're terrible, like, what? Because, like, if there's any point in uh, England's history that they can afford a really good medal, it's probably <laughs> this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so O'Connor is sentenced to a year in prison and 20 strokes with a birch rod. They're just going to hit him. What? And what? Um, eventually he—and then after that, he gets exiled to Australia. Uh, What? So much of this is strange to me. It's very weird. The strangest thing to me is how much the punishment varies. And I understand kind of because for some people, like, you know, Soft Bean, he wasn't trying to, like, actually kill her. And, like, he couldn't even pretend like he was trying to kill her. He was so scared that he was actually going to hurt her. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get, like, being lenient on him. And because, you know, he's, like, physically impaired. And it's too bad that his leniency ended up being much harder for him than Mm -hmm. anyone. Right. But I don't think it was intentional. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, with other people who are seemingly very legitimately trying to kill her, like our first guy, um, I get it. And, like, he did seem like he was having mental problems. So, yeah, put him in an asylum. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very strange. Like, that, that one guy got, like, was supposed to be hanged and quartered? Yeah. It's very dramatic, like, comparatively. He, like, where in the, like, what? Whoa. What, what flow chart of, or, like, are you guys looking at? It's very bad. Where did, like, spanking come into this? <laughs> Why a birch rod? Hit him. Because I was expecting, like, they're going to give him, like, like a cat of nine tails or, like, whipping. Sure. Like, they're going to take off bits of flesh or something. No. I'm just going to hit him with a stick. No, we're just going to get, like, a birch rod hit and, you. like, spank him like people spank kids with, like, spoons. And none of the other people got hit either. It's so— I'm like, is it because he's Irish? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> is it? I don't know. But, like, that last guy was Irish, too. But this was about, like, an Ireland thing. The other guy was just, like, a radical weirdo. Yeah. If anyone should be beat with a birch rod, it should be the guy who hit her with the stick. I agree. You should hit him in the head with a stick. Yeah. She should have come up with a (laughs) stick and hit him back. She should have hit him with a baseball bat. (laughs) No, they don't like Sorry, cricket bat. Cricket bat, yeah. They do cricket at this point? Hmm. She should have hit him with a croquet mallet. That's British. They at least do croquet. Yeah. 
Uh, even though it's a French word and it should be French and it's like an extremely French-seeming game. That is the history of English. Yep. <laughs> Seems a bit French. Hmm. hmm. Are you sure that's not French? <laughs> nope. It's English. England. All right. Our last boy. I don't believe you. Roderick McLean. <laughs> Oh, okay. In March 2nd, 1882. At least this one doesn't sound like obviously Irish. <laughs> yeah. No, he's like obviously Scottish. Obviously Scottish. Oh, my gosh. So Queen Victoria mm-hmm. is um, getting out of her carriage because she is uh, leaving uh, the train station. Um, or she's or – sorry, she's getting to the train station. Mm-hmm. I'm backwards. She's, she's at the train station – and she's leaving the train station, getting into her carriage. Okay. So she just came from somewhere on the train. I can't believe she's using the train. Um, yeah. Like, there seems like there are more uh, royal ways to travel, maybe. Especially in England, which is so small. It's weird in my brain. Like, Queen Victoria exists in a different dimension from trains. Yeah. Like, when I think of Queen Victoria, I can't imagine her on a train. Right. But the trains are happening. Yeah. And she rides them. And she... Queen Victoria on a train. Ride that like train, girl. Snakes on a plane. <laughs> Victoria on a train. I am sick of all these Queen Victorias on this train. <laughs> so she gets off the train, and there's a whole bunch of boys from a nearby college, Eaton College, who are there. Oh, and they're like, no, not, e- not Eaton. <laughs> Do you know not, something about Eaton? Yeah, I know Eaton. Okay. What about them? Oh, they're just a bunch of, like, party boys. Oh, okay. That makes sense. They're a bunch of good-for-nothing party boys. I'm not surprised. So they're like, woohoo, it's the queen. And um, she's heading back to Windsor Castle. Mm-hmm. And um, the queen says, at the time, she, she writes this afterwards, there was a sound of what I thought was an explosion from the engine, but in another moment I saw people rushing about and a man being violently hustled, rushing down the street. Hustled. Hustled. Oh, no. So, um... 28-year-old Roderick McLean. Oh, so he's an adult. He's old. Um, he's our oldest boy. He's he's my age. He fires an errant shot at the queen. He actually tried to shoot her. Oh, no. He actually managed to fire. Um, in some accounts, he's referred to as Frederick McLean. Who cares? Uh, okay. Maybe it's his middle name. Huh. But just so you know, in case you look him up and it's confusing, sometimes it's Frederick. Sometimes it's Frederick. Sometimes it's Roderick. Sometimes it's Roderick. Sometimes it's Frederick. No offense to people named Roderick, but Frederick is more of a name. <laughs> so Roderick is the name of, like, a British person in a novel. It's evil sounding. Yes. It's, it's, it's He's a villain. It's funny you should say that because, like, the way I know Eton College is uh, Bertie Worcester from Jeeves and Worcester is, mm. I believe, from Eton. Ah. So, like, good for nothing, like, rich boy who, yeah. like, has his butler take care of everything. He's like, oh, Eden. He's from Eden. Good old days of Eden. But in one of the books, he's up against a, um, like, pseudo fascist mm-hmm. man named Roderick Spode. Yep. And I'm like, it's, um, it is like exclusively the name of bad people. It's a sinister name. <laughs> it's sinister. It oozes sinisternism. Well, in this story, That's not a word. Sinisternism. In this story, the Eaton boys are the good boys. Mm-hmm. So they see Roderick pull out a gun and shoot at Queen Victoria, and they go, oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> good boys. And so all these schoolboys from college <laughs> tackle him, and they hit him in what, uh, I have a quote that says, in the most British way imaginable, <laughs> with their umbrellas. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. That's so soft. Get him, get him, get him. Just a bunch of boys with their umbrellas. <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> leave the queen alone. I say, enough of that. Um, McLean is found not guilty, but insane. How? I don't know. Why? How does this? How do they do this? And he spent the rest of his life in an asylum. What is happening? How do they decide? I don't know. <sighs> I actually would really like to see, like, transcripts from these trials just to try to figure out why they think these things. It apparently was so much easier to get away with an insane plea. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's, like, impossible to do it now. So the trials of men who tried to kill the queen, most of whom pleaded insanity and were granted that, um, helped strengthen the legal standards by which pleas of incapacity are prosecuted, uh, says Bruce Steele from University Times. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was you were mentioning, uh, uh, like, just a funny way of saying, like, from ancient times, but no. from the university times. <laughs> he's, a, he's a journalist, I think. <laughs> okay. He's a historian. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, after he fired that revolver at Victoria, she was like, hey, I think we need an actual established legal definition of insanity. Yeah. This has gone on far Because so many of them are getting away with trying to kill me because you're just saying they're crazy. Mm -hmm. And I don't agree. (laughs) They seem like they have a plan. A lot of them seem like they're fine. Uh, I have a quote from Paul Murphy, who's Mm -hmm. a historian. And he says, Victoria's seven would-be assassins were all shooting stars. They came from nowhere. That seems like a bit of bad taste, calling them shooting stars. They came from nowhere, burst into the light of public attention for a short time, following their attempts, and disappeared back into obscurity. Shooting stars. Yeah, it's it's not the greatest thing to say. (laughs) Uh, You know, she's been dead for a while. I think it's okay. (laughs) For like 120 Mm. years almost. Bad taste. Um, The incident apparently also spurred the queen to write, It is worth being shot at to see how much one is loved. Mm. With every attempt on her life, Victoria became more popular. I mean, if they miss every time, Mm -hmm. it's worth it. Um, And also, like, that one, I started by saying that the uh, royal family wasn't doing the greatest because after that people were like no victoria's amazing royalty rules so really for him you know it was really bad for mclean because he i'm assuming didn't want her to get more popular yeah yeah um but she sure did and can you imagine if she died she like the royalty they would have been in power forever yeah because she would have been martyred she would have been martyred been a big deal yeah yeah like, either way, your point would not be made. No. Definitely not. If you want to get rid of the monarchy, you have to have every person on board, and you have to kill them all You in have one to rebel sweep. together. Yeah. Look at France. I know it pains <laughs> you, England. I know it hurts. But look across the canal and just, like, check it out. Radical overthrows of government are not easy. There's a reason you still have a monarchy. Yeah. I mean, despite the fact that people will tell you that they are not in charge, they still have the power to do things. Not in the same way, but still more than a lot of other people who still have their monarchies. It's like having a... You know, like a like a family of pets living in your house. If you think that if the queen currently told someone to do something in England and they wouldn't do it, you're wrong. <laughs> they would definitely do it. Like, they might do it, yeah. I feel like if she tells Parliament she has feelings about something, they are going to strongly think about it. Mm-hmm. They'll at least think about it a lot. Yes. If you, a lot uh, more than if anyone else mentioned it. 
you come home and every one of your cats has torn up your couch, are you going to keep that couch? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. What if it has really good suggestions? <laughs> what if the cats have good suggestions? <laughs> no, I meant the couch. Oh, what if that couch has good suggestions? <laughs> anyway, that's all. That's that's the assassination attempts. <laughs> what do we learn? Don't give guns to your renters. Don't, I mean, don't commit a crime to change your life. It's, There's so many better ways, especially now. Yeah. Like maybe back in the day that was the only solution you could see. But you know what? Now you can just like move. You can move to a whole oh, new country. You can you can ask for help. Yeah. You can get online and be like, hey, I'm struggling. You can help literally me. text therapist if you need to. It's fine. It's just, great. Yeah. Talk you, to someone. You can find friends online who won't encourage your terrible behavior. Yeah. And they'll be like, listen, buddy, knock it off. Knock it off. It's good. Things are better. (laughs) Things are better. Things occasionally feel very bad, but they are better. Mm -hmm. Don't let anyone trick you into thinking that things are worse. Mm -hmm. They aren't. And you, living now, are stronger for it. That's right. Yeah, there's – I hate – there's like – a feeling by some people that, like, people back in the old days were just, like, stronger than us because they had to endure so many things and, like, their lives had to revolve around, like, just trying to survive. I mean, That they were, like, better. Yeah, and no. It took its toll. They broke. Totally. And, well, and the feeling is, like, that now we're soft. And I'm like, no. Now we actually have the ability and tools to take care of our actual problems. Mm -hmm. People weren't stronger than me because they didn't have glasses so they couldn't see. They just (laughs) couldn't see and it sucked. They just couldn't do things. It just made their life bad. They just couldn't take care of their poor. Right, like Bean literally just couldn't do physical work and that sucked. Right. And now he probably would have had a lot more options. He wouldn't have to try to kill someone high up in politics to try to get arrested because that was the best option. Right. And this, like, isn't even that long ago comparatively to a lot of stuff we talk about. This is quite recent. It's pretty recent. Everybody has a gun. It's pretty recent. (laughs) So. They got trains. It's pretty recent. It may feel like you're in the bad place, but time-wise, you're in the good place. (laughs) Right. A big hug to all you listeners. We love you. We love you. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, You can email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com and we'll read it on here, especially if you have suggestions for episodes because we still have a few to get through, but we can always use more. Always use more. And you don't have you don't have to. You don't. Like you don't have to anything. If you just want to email us to just talk to us, we would love if you did. Yeah. It'd be great. It's fine. And if you get, send us a review, like if you leave us a review on Stitcher or iTunes, we would love for you to send it to us so we can see it. Especially Stitcher because they don't actually tell us when there are new ones. Yeah. Every now and then we check, but we won't get it like right away. Right. So if you send it to us, it'll be more convenient. Um, and thanks, everyone, just for listening in general. Whether or not you communicate with us, we think you're awesome. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate it a lot. We see you. The fact that we're almost at, like, 100 episodes and we have, like, quite a few listeners regularly makes me really happy. Right. Um, across the world, which is very cool. <laughs> they were not still at, like, three listens an episode. No, very cool. And uh, recently I was in my, like, podcast group on Facebook mm-hmm. and someone was, like, asking, you know, how you get people to, like, talk to you. Or, yeah. like, 
you know, whatever. You have to beg and cry. (laughs) And bribe. Get on your knees. Well, and I, like, felt bad commenting because all the other comments were people being like, yeah, nobody ever emails my podcast. It's really depressing. Mm -hmm. And, like, or leaves me a review or anything. And it was, like, that week we had, like, gotten three reviews and, like, two emails. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, eventually it happens. Yeah. Um. But I felt a little, like, braggadocious almost. I was like, I'm not trying to brag. I'm legitimately just, like, eventually. Because you also had that statistic about, like, how few podcasts make it past, like, I don't know, 50 or 100 episodes. I think it was, like, 20 even. It was really low. It was really low. Yeah. And it was, like... I think it was like 10% of podcasts make it to like a 20th episode or something. Mm -hmm. Because people start with an idea and then it doesn't like, for whatever reason, it's like harder than they thought it would be or like people aren't responding as well as they hoped they were or just doesn't manifest. Mm -hmm. And so then they just drop out. So we're in like a pretty small percentile of like podcasts that just keep happening. You keep on keeping on. That goes for you listeners. Keep on keeping on. Stick with us. We're sticking with you. We love you. Like glue. Bye. 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 Bye.